Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. We're going to change. Look, we said our goodbyes, no need to stir any of this up again. You don't want to stir, but if my ex came to town and was all stalking me in the shadows and then left, and then he didn't even say hello, I'd be... A little upset. Wouldn't you? Oh, hello! (laughs) Hi, hi, Jenny, how you doing? Hey, Kristen, I'm doing well. How are you? I've really missed you. It's been a while. I have missed you also, and I've also missed uh, all of the people listening right now. Yeah, same, same. We've missed you all so much. But let me say something, and that is we took the majority of September off. We did give you a special mailbag for everyone. But because we took that time off, we decided let's come back hard. Let's come back. <laughs> let's come back so hard, in fact, that we put up not one, but two episodes today. Uh, we have that's right. Yeah, we have an episode here where Jenny and I will be discussing. I will remember you with Laura Zach, co-host of Angel on Top, and today in the Angel on Top feed, you will have another episode discussing I will remember you, where Jenny Owen Youngs is a guest with Laura and Brittany, hosts of Angel on Top. Hell, yeah. It's pretty exciting. What else? Tell them what else they get, Jenny. Well, not just two episodes, but also two beautiful poems by Laura and Brittany. One from the perspective of Angel and one from the perspective of Buffy for this landmark crossover episode. Oh, yes. You'll get Buffy's poem in our episode and you'll get Angel's poem in theirs. Really, really powerful stuff that uh, they've brought to light here in the, in the poetry segment of this podcast. Yes, uh, yes. But Jenny, that's not even all. That's not no, even all. There's one more component of this wild, wild ride. And that's that there are also two songs this week. One in our episode, from Buffy's perspective, as usual, uh, and I will be singing that one. And one in the Angel on Top episode, from Angel's perspective. Mm-hmm. And that means that we had to cast Angel. <gasps> Who could it be? Uh, joining us this week, as the voice of Angel for the first time ever, is the one and only Ben Thornwell of Jukebox of the Ghost fame. And uh, also of being a great, wonderful person, fame. <laughs> well, I early in the songwriting process, I said to Jenny, um, I believe that Angel would like play the piano. Like, I just feel like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wrote both songs on guitar and Kristen was like, yeah, but do you know what would be more dramatic? <laughs> and I was like unbuttoning a button or two on this silk shirt. And yeah. Kristen was like. Yeah, but also the piano. I mean, literally the thing that any person does when they unbutton a button on their silk shirt, the next move is to tickle the ivories. Tickle the ivories. Am, yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. You, you, you're you know so where, right. You knew where it was going. Everybody did. So, um, yeah. And not Some only... Some ivories just need to be tickled. <laughs> not only do we get two songs, so you'll get Buffy's song at the end of our episode, and you'll get Angel's song at the end of the Angel on Top episode for this I Will Remember You special. Uh, but... 
we are releasing our very first vinyl. I'm so excited. I'm Holy flip. Oh, I'm so excited. So we're doing a split seven inch. That's what you say in industry terms, Jenny. Uh, yeah, I mean, technically it's all under our umbrella, but uh, oh, I see. <laughs> so it's, it's not thoroughly split, but it's like partially split. I mean, Angel and Buffy will never like Buffy will never remember what has happened. Right. To her. Right. So, so it's like it's deeply split. split. It's really, really split. <laughs> so we're releasing a split seven inch with Jenny's uh, Jenny's rendering, of course, of the Buffy song that you'll hear at the end of this episode and on one side and then uh, Ben Thornwell's uh, rendering of the Angel song. Uh, at the, on the other side of that vinyl and Christine Tuna, who you know and love because she designed our logo, designed a very special, very oh, um, God. sad little cover uh, for it's so beautiful. It really is so, so beautiful. Can't wait for you all to see it. You can pre-order that vinyl starting right now, right this moment. You go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com, click on shop. The uh, records are up for pre-order now. The vinyls need to be made, and as soon as they are made, they will be sent to you so that you can relive the heartbreak of it all as many times as possible uh, on your record players. However, if you can't wait for the vinyl, or you need something to do while you wait for the vinyl, we'll also be releasing them digitally. Uh, The songs will be up this month on iTunes and elsewhere, uh, and hopefully by October 12th. Sometimes the digital distribution gods smile upon us and sometimes (laughs) they frown, but we'll keep you updated. Uh, You can check socials or we'll be doing updates within the episodes, I'm sure. Uh, Yes. The availability there. Yes. Yes. And um, last but not least in this little segment of the intro, uh, of course, if you are patrons, you get songs. So the way that that'll work this week is that all of our buffering patrons are going to get the song you hear at the end of the episode today. But all of the Angel on Top patrons are going to get the Ben Thornwell Angel version of the song. So uh, that's how that'll work. You can obviously find out all of the information uh, on our website and oh my gosh, we we ha- we have to stop talking so that we eventually get to the song at the end. You know what I mean? Right, uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. But a couple more updates before we get there, and then we'll get right into this episode. Indeed, we've got a Patreon Buffy watch of Hush coming up Sunday, uh, October fourteenth at two p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Please join us if you are a patron of ours, and if you're not, you can always become one. Uh, just go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and click on Patreon. You can learn all about our Patreon situation there. Yes, and uh, in in line with Patreon stuff, also our $10 patrons get Q&A videos, and Jenny and I are going to be making another one of those uh, in just about a week, just a little over a week. So there is a Q&A thread in there where you can leave your questions for us if you're a patron at the $10 level or higher. So go on and do that if you have questions. Yes, leave us your delicious, succulent questions. <laughs> Also, listen, we are going to London. I will tell you what. We're going to the Vampire Ball, which runs from November 30th to December 2nd. We are hardly the most exciting people that will be at the Vampire Ball. James fucking Marsters will be there. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, not to mention Drusilla, you, Phila. Yeah, yeah. Juliet Landau will be there. Wow. Yeah, and Darla. I say all of their character names and Jenny says their Oh my gosh, Julie Benz. Great job. Uh, Yeah, and not to mention like the master and like uh, Kennedy. So we have a lot that's going to be going on in London. It's going to be amazing. We'll be doing a live taping there and we'll also be 
high-fiving you and having a gay old time. Yeah. So hope to see any of you uh, who might be there, there. Right. Uh, Also, if you are not in London, but you are in Seattle or coming to Seattle for PodCon, we will be there January 19th and 20th with about 1 million other incredible podcasters doing all sorts of fun things. Who even knows what we're going to be doing, but we're going to be taping a lot of stuff. We're going to be hanging out, high-fiving. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, So we we will see those of you who are going to PodCon in Seattle. Then you can also get uh, remote tickets for PodCon so that you can tune in um, remotely. So you don't even have to be in Seattle if you live far away for that. So you can check out uh, more information all over on PodCon's website. That is going to be so fun. Uh, Also, you know what else is fun? Uh, Sometimes in a young girl's life, you don't have to wait two weeks to hear us talk again. We'll be back next week with our episode for Something Blue. (laughs) Uh, One of the funniest episodes of Buffy, <laughs> I think, like situationally. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited to There's talk about very, that. Very, very special moments in that episode. <laughs> I'm really excited for it. Yes. So see you then. See you then. And um, last but certainly not least, we sometimes veer into the political over here when we talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer because it's a show about fighting big bads. And we know that a lot of you, including the two of us, have just been through the fucking ringer uh, with the events of last week. And, you know, <sighs> we we pre-tape this, even this intro by a few days here. So by the time this goes up midnight on Tuesday, um, we'll see if there are any other developments. But it's been really hard. It's been really, really hard um, watching everything that's been happening. And when that happens, we like to come together. We like to acknowledge the fact that, like, Jenny and I really struggled um, watching all of the, you know, everything that just went down and seeing how the country responded. It's been really tricky and really complicated and we want you to know that we're walking through that with you and like we did at the um in the aftermath of the election we sort of scoured for a good Buffy quote that we thought might speak to what it is we're feeling most right now um yeah Jenny do you want to read that quote I don't know what's coming next but I do know it's going to be just like this hard painful but in the end it's going to be us if we all do our parts believe it will be the ones left standing mm-hmm. so just a little message from us via buffy to all of you we love you um we know that part of this part of this community that we've built uh is just creating so many beautiful things so many beautiful relationships and that we all hold each other up and we're going to continue doing that and part of the way we do that is we talk about really fucking great episodes of television with really badass characters so without further ado jenny let's get the fuck into it let's do it Welcome to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and also episodes of Angel that are very important, Hmm. one at a time, spoiler free. Hello, I am Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. I just made a noise like a Skeksis. Yeah, you sounded just like a Skeksis. Skeksis. This week we are talking about Angel, season one, episode eight. I will remember you because we consider it 
to be an episode of Bobby the Vampire Slayer. Truly. <laughs> Stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us recapping the Angel episode <laughs> we are discussing. That was on the fly. I just changed the script. Did um, I do a good job? Incredible. I am floored. I Will Remember You was written by David Greenwald and Janine Renshaw and directed by David Grossman, and it aired on November 23rd, 1999, right after Pangs. Wow, I can't believe you didn't just do your entire Right after monologue. I turned 18 24 <laughs> hours previously. Luckily for me, that 24 hours was not swallowed up by the powers that be. Spoiler And alert. I remained 18 this until is... next year. Sorry. <laughs> this is the one where... Angel must make a difficult decision regarding Buffy when a demon's blood makes him mortal once more. <laughs> First of all, this is the one where they lose a day and Angel remembers and Buffy doesn't. It's also the one where a third person is sitting in the room with us because I can't imagine how it would feel to be a host of Angel on top and not be invited to come here to share this room with us. I'd be a little upset. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, guys. Hey. We didn't set that up. No, we didn't. <laughs> I'm not wearing all black, unfortunately, but I am here, and I am Laura Zach from Angel on Top. You are Laura Zach. It's and true. I you did you... just pop in through the door when we least expected it. Yeah. We were just here discussing business, making sure Angel wasn't going to kill himself with a steak, and then oh, blam. No one in the entire office noticed until I uttered <laughs> my first words. <laughs> Wow, so we're all three here to what talk about heartbreak. Brittany Ashley, I know, got to be a guest on this show back in the wee old days of pre-Angel on Top. Yeah. And, you know, I was jealous, but I also hadn't earned my stripes yet. Brittany is such a buffering, I mean, buffy expert that Brittany, I feel like I'm getting there. I'm catching up. Yeah, Brittany rolled up with, like, 47 props from the show and, like, you know, books. So she had, yeah, she had uh, her cred was intact, <laughs> but you've definitely earned yours. Thank you. Appreciate now, it. Now as the host, one of two hosts of an angel uh, podcast, the, the premier angel podcast, I'll, I'll just call you guys that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so um, we're talking about this episode. Before we jump in, I just want to talk about a song that has been playing on the radio constantly. And the first line of it, I hear, I hear it and I'm like, oh my God, this is about Angel and Buffy. Spent 24 hours, I need more hours with you. Then it, then it gets a little off topic after that, but the <laughs> first line really nails it. So not, I don't think anyone expected to hear Maroon 5 on our discussion of Angel today, but I've just been thinking about them every time the song comes on the radio. You know what I've been thinking about? What? Song-wise, uh, is, 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 I will remember you. The song. Sarah. By Sarah McLaughlin, reigning queen of pain in this universe already uh, in terms of aching, terrible, uh, emotionally traumatic song placement. Mm. Do you think that they wanted to license that song for this episode and did not for some reason? Maybe. I wonder if it was already used in the sad um, homeless animals commercials by then. Because they had, she had it playing over oh, commercials, yeah. for, or was it that song? Or? Yeah. Oh mm. no, no. That's isn't it? Arms of the yeah, Angel. Yeah, oh, Arms of the right. Angel. That's the SPCA. Song do you think that? Me. Do you think that since we didn't get the song in the episode itself, we could get Joanna Robinson to sing just like a little bit of it for <laughs> us for, for this episode? Probably. Oh. Also, that song. Nope. I was about to say it's about heroin, but no, that's also Arms of the Angel. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the, uh, Arms of the Angel. 
Arms of the Angel and Angel, Arms of Angel, is about heroin? That was my understanding. Also, this episode could have been called Arms, Arms of the Angel. Of the Angel, yeah. Wow. Or thighs of the angel because we definitely see the angel's thigh. We could talk about it when we get there. That thigh, it like makes me feel a lot of things. Wow. Like confusing things, you oh. know? I, I don't know does what it I... make you feel bi for 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 bi yeah, this is the fastidious attention to detail one displays when they're trying not to think about their life. I have in parentheticals, Jenny, because this is, you don't even do things like this when you're trying to distract yourself. This is just how you behave in day to day. Anything fashion. worth doing is worth doing well. And <laughs> an unlevel desk is uncivilized. Right. Uh, you can't just have pencils and pens rolling willy nilly across your work surface. I, it's I just. Good office management. I'm. I like to see that Angel's not afraid to get his hands dirty in terms of uh, making the office right and tight. Yes, great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to Cordelia's midriff in this scene. Mm. Is this the scene where she is she already wearing the She's bandana wearing it the whole hold, hold time? Uh, and Cordelia jumps in explaining some of the stockish behavior that we discussed in Pangs, right? Right. And that you all discuss on your podcast all the time. Oh. Peeping and creeping. Pe- mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of peeping, a lot of creeping. I feel like Cordelia in this opening scene is sort of like the, a little bit like a lesbian best friend who who it's like, does she have feelings? It's like she knows Angel better than he knows himself. Like she's really giving the narrative of his interior world to Doyle, which on the one hand is sort of like obviously helpful for those rare people who had never seen an episode yeah. of Buffy to catch them up on the, the sure. deal. But it was the first moment that I was starting to see just a glimmer of a question in my mind arose of like, oh, she's really paying close attention to Angel's feelings about Yeah, Buffy. she's very concerned about Angel in a lot of moments in this episode. Mm-hmm. She's also like, she's just like really not um, pulling any punches. I feel like... Angel, uh, nobody is ever talking to him directly about any of his weird behavior. Like, Cordelia and Doyle are always, like, around the water cooler, like, whispering to each other about, like, what's weird or, like, what's not cool or what they're worried about. But they're never, like, direct with him so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, are, but she is here. And um, that is welcome uh, because somebody should, well, I guess Buffy's about to get here and tell him what's what. But it's nice that Cordelia gets there a little bit first. Yeah, um, so then Buffy walks in. Oh. Could you imagine? Squeals. Like, you, if you're watching this in real time, you just <sighs> finished watching Pangs. Like, the episode ended and it was like, oh, Moments shit. ago. Moments ago, Buffy yeah. learned that Angel also, I'm sorry, I have like a whole thing here. Because Buffy was like, I'm not going to be with my family for Thanksgiving. I want to throw Thanksgiving. I'm going to have all the Scoobies together. And then she goes to her dad the next goes, day. She wasn't going to see her That's dad. Bullshit. That's some bullshit. Oh, you don't think she actually went to see her dad? No. If she was going to see her dad, she would have mentioned it in Pangs. I'm sure, yeah. Certain. She, she just came been... to Huff and Puff. Yeah, she was like, I know what I'll do. Last minute trip to see dad just so I can pop in on the old ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She's got the rest of the week off anyway. It's college vacation. Right. Exactly. Also, how does everyone get the address to this place all the time? Yeah. <laughs> well, Angel Investigations. I mean, yeah. Yellow there, pages. There were some uh, business cards out and about. <laughs> Maybe she got a hold. Maybe Oz picked one up. One for oh, her. yeah. Oh, actually, she oh. probably does know from Oz. Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, how did Oz find out? You know who probably has Angel's address? Giles. 
Yeah, for who, sure. Angel oh, gave yeah. his address to Giles. Yeah, because of Van Giles. Uh-huh. So then we cut to the credits. <laughs> and Jenny, uh, you and I, like, I've talked to Laura and Brittany about the credits, and you've talked to Laura and Brittany about the credits, but you and I have never sat in a room together and discussed an episode of Angel. So I just, like, wanted to give you a minute to air any of your grievances or applause for this beautiful, horrific Oh, God, thing. everyone's in pain in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's what these credits are about. Yeah, it's a lot. It's always nighttime. It's always nighttime in Los Angeles. Everyone's always crying and looking at the night sky. Yeah. Uh, And Angel's always like busting through doors. Yeah, busting through doors, vamping out, but in that like good-hearted way that a vamp can vamp out. And um, I wanted to talk about the fact that this is the first time. So I watched Angel the series, but the first time I watched it, the only time I watched it, was when Jenny had me watch it in tandem with Buffy, but not the way that we're doing our watch, the way that you're like supposed to do it chronologically. Well, for maximum overlap. Sure, but there's I, a recommended. I'm just getting involved. Mm-hmm. Carry on. But I but I will say that. I was frustrated because there were often times when I'd have to watch like four or five episodes of Angel before I could get back to Buffy. And mm. so this is no the, way to live. This is the first time I'm like watching Angel and I'm just like watching Angel to watch Angel. It's a good time. Mm. Just wanted to let everybody know. <laughs> I never get to talk about Angel. So Buffy's here and Angel looks so caught. He looks so guilty and scared. He looks like he's going to throw up. Yeah, he's I wrote panicked puppy face. LOL. I laughed at myself, I think. Wow. <laughs> His face alone face. really conveys how much he loves her because we don't see that puppy face come out elsewhere in the series. Yeah, that's true. <gasps> that's true. When we were doing the Angel Watch recently, that's that's that got brought up that Angel's been like just a detective. Detective Angel. Until now. Yeah, he keeps... <laughs> He keeps a level of stoicism. Yeah, but you can tell. He's the right boss. Away. You know. Wow. He's got to. He's got to keep it under control. He's the boss. They also do this. Ugh, this thing, y'all, where Angel's like, "Well, actually, it's kind of a long story." And Buffy's like, mm, "Your sidekick who gets visions saw that uh, I was in danger, and then you decided to come to Sunnydale." And he's like, "Apparently, not that long." That is the third time that joke has appeared in the Buffyverse. Wow. It has wow. happened two times on Buffy, <laughs> and now it has happened on Angel as well. Uh, there was a big debate, I feel like, when we did the Angel watch of this episode about the Angel telling her or not telling her. Like, that he went to Sunnydale. Whether he should have or should have not. Yeah, so where does everybody here stand on that? Like, do you feel that he should have or you feel like he, he made the right call by not telling her? I understand why she'd be upset, but I think the respectful thing to do was to not tell her. I feel like what he did was the equivalent of being the one who makes the decision to end a relationship and then not plaguing the other person with a bunch of I miss you texts. It, like, right. it's, totally. following, it's following through with your end, it, with boundaries that you've set. Yeah. It's almost like he's 243 and she's <laughs> 18. I am not sure that I agree. I Like, I do. I, there, there are moments in this episode when they discuss it and he makes some points that I'm, like, here for because it's not just... It's not just in Pangs. It's like then in this episode. Like he he makes, I think, like three consecutive decisions without consulting her for the benefit of both of them. And I'm like, I just don't know. Like you, you want to believe that Buffy 
will be able to have like a well-reasoned conversation and that it doesn't need to be Angel who's making all these decisions. And Angel wasn't going to Sunnydale because he missed Buffy. He was going there because he was, he felt he was supposed to be there to help protect her. And it is her turf. Like it is, that's her city. It's like, it's like he came to her city and didn't even tell her. And all of her friends, I don't know. I'm not, I'm on the fence about it. I'm, I'm more concerned with uh, like people like Giles and Will, like, Everyone who's in the middle, knowing, who yes. knows, yeah. Um, that seems like. Well, first of all, it kind of seemed unnecessary. Like, why did he even need to get at Willow? Like, yeah, contacting yeah, Giles. Okay, right. Yeah, that's the part I felt the most conflicted about was that he had to tell all of her friends, and he knows, <laughs> therefore, inevitably, she's going to find out. So it's not as simple as I'm just going to swoop in, make sure she's okay, and then leave. Totally. It's I'm going to ingratiate myself with everyone that she's constantly around and make sure she knows I was there and not say hi to her. So that part I can see. Yeah, yeah, because it's a little wiggly. It's a confusing thing. Like, I definitely am. I don't feel like all one way about it. But I do kind of understand Buffy being like, dude, come on. Because she says, like, I'm not in high school anymore, you know, and she's trying to like say I'm an adult person and like I can be a part of this relationship in whatever form it has without you needing to like take care of me sure she's also saying that but she's also saying I'm not in high school anymore and he's like I'm old enough to have gone to high school 23 times oh, wow did you do the math on that no <laughs> is that is that some no it's poor... probably more like 12 I don't know I I did like when she said a lot has happened in my life since you left and then <laughs> He says, I know and I respect that. And I thought it was classy and respectful that he did not bring up Riley. Because mm. I felt there were a couple beats in this episode where she was alluding to aspects of her life that encompass new potential love interests. And yeah. he right, right. And chose he not to address it. Yeah. He has been. He's been a bigger person than the angel we knew in the Buffy verse, I think. Right? Yeah, I think so. So then we get this like real cute line from, well, I don't know if we're ready to go here yet, but once we cut out of the first conversation they have back to Doyle and Cordelia, Cordelia's like, let's get out of here. We have like enough time for a coffee and the director's cut of the Titanic. <laughs> Come um, on, it's a great 90s reference. It's <laughs> really already so long, guys. That's yeah. the joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And how did I go see it in the theater so many times Me considering how long too. it was? Oh, my God. What a godsend to the parents of middle schoolers that was. <laughs> Just, like, oh, you want to go do something where you're staying busy for two and a half, three hours? Yeah. Sure. Go get some Sour Patch Kids. Go sit and watch the Titanic again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Titanic was a movie made for the teenage soul, you know? That was, it really was chicken soup for the teenage soul. Oh, my God. The Titanic. <laughs> Great. I'm just having fun with some 90s references. (laughs) So we're almost to one of my favorite lines in the whole episode, which is when, so Jenny and I discussed in our taping of Pangs that there was all of this spidey spidey sense. Right. And so we get to hear Buffy talk about the spidey sense directly when she looks at Angel dead in the eyes and says, I feel you inside. (laughs) 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 So cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah. Definitely only 
one way you can interpret that. Yep, yep, just one, <laughs> just one. And uh, luckily to break some of that sexual tension. A in- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle just busts in. Yeah, the, it's like if a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle slept with a troll doll. Mm-hmm. Wow, and then put on a samurai hat. Yes, exactly. Helm, headgear. I'll do some research. <laughs> uh, I hate the character design of the semen. Wow. I think it looks so dumb. Is that wrong? Why? Like, what about it? I, uh, I feel like it's you. like facial situation. It just feels like uh, some real last minute mm. uh, party city. What do they have? It's it's November second. Go grab something out of the extreme clearance bin that nobody wanted. I don't know. It just you think it sat next to the werewolf costume from season. I think the werewolf costumes were flying off the shelves. And I, <laughs> I think the. Mora demon mask just sat and sat and sat. All right. Well, I hope you didn't offend any Mora demons with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what our Mora demon <laughs> listenership is like, but hopefully it's non-existent. Honestly, if they're out there, they're probably like, no, Jenny's right. It wasn't really realistic to what right. we're like. Yes. It was a bad rendering. Yes, <laughs> precisely. Thank you. So the Mora demon comes in and they're like, and, and we see Cordelia and Doyle still leaving and they're hearing crashing and banging and Doyle's like shouldn't we go and Cordelia's like no 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 you don't want to get involved so like Cordelia is just like very comfortable with the idea of Buffy and Angel settling things by physically fighting each other right that seems pretty weird which and also is not her experience yeah when has she ever seen that in the only when when graduation day well I feel like she's only seen them fight when he was he was turnt he was turnt (laughs) turnt There's a meme there somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Uh, but no, basically she's like, yeah, their relationship is just kind of domestic violence-y. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, well. Wait. Also, did Cordelia get sketched when he was Angelus? I don't think so. Right. I don't think Cordelia, Cordelia was not drawn. included in that. I don't that. think so. But it's like also Cordelia sort of, I mean, she even like, uses the word lore in this episode. I feel like she's like taken her experience. She's been privy to the, yeah. yeah and she's yeah. put it in a little package. And she's also like, she's doing that thing that like you do when you know somebody and and, and like the person you're with doesn't know them where you're like, oh yeah, they just do this all the time. And like, we went to get ice cream at this, but like where you're like overselling your knowledge of the thing, yes. I think. Um, and then, then it's oops. Oops. <laughs> oops. I hate when you just tumble after oh. fighting a green demon and then <laughs> almost uh, meet your lips to the lips right. of your co-warrior. Right. <laughs> co-warrior. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm, yeah a close so call. The, hmm. And they, and they really play, they really go hard in this episode on like when just two cells of their beings touch. Yeah, sparks yeah, yeah. a fly and they yeah. can't contain themselves. Yeah, yeah. So we get a little of that. Then Buffy's like, do you have somewhere I can change yeah. for th- for our sewer mission? Yeah. I'll just put on this white, white fuzzy sweater. sweater. And <laughs> yeah. she also like takes her hair down, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly she what you want black for fighting sweater. in a sewer. Puts on a white sweater. <laughs> yeah. And then down in the sewers, there's this whole like argument that I actually missed the first couple times where Angel's like, you can put that steak away. And she's like, oh, you think it's better than your fighting axe? Yeah, like, it's- what? Everybody put everything away. I know. I think they're just trying to like give us all the elements of their relationship. Like there's so much tension and like there's so much bitterness. Right, and, right. And, you I know. hope she doesn't accidentally put that steak into Yeah, her. precisely. Meh. Then we get a cool, uh, delightful moment of 
uh, misinterpretation where Angel's like, I feel weird. And Buffy's like, Bleh. I feel weird too for all these reasons. It's like this and it's like this and I, I don't even know how I feel about it. It's like very confusing. And then he's like, no, 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 no. I Spoiler alert, I'm not here to see my father. Yeah. <laughs> my dad doesn't even live in LA. Uh, and Angel's like, I meant that like, this blood is crazy right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm definitely seeing trails from this demon blood. <sighs> but then he's like, but no, 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 no. For sure, let's process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, does, he does get right on it, which I like. He processes with the readiness of uh, a seasoned lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I'm glad someone else brought it up because I also saw a lot of queer behaviors in this episode, but I went hard on the lesbian analysis of in our last episode, Bachelor Party of Angels. So <laughs> yeah. I was letting someone else take the lead on that. Listen, I think that's what the people want, yeah. Laura. So you just go well, as I, hard on that lesbian analysis I, as you need to. <laughs> I will go hard on that <laughs> lesbian analysis. <laughs> oh, so this scene, right, is like, we can't, we can't, we can't. And as they're saying how much they can't, they're, they're getting closer. closer and closer. And this is so gay, the tortured verbal foreplay. Yes. Like, <laughs> let's talk about how much we want to, but we shouldn't. We should make the right <laughs> choice. But, like, we're so attracted to each other. And, like, isn't attraction funny? And, like, we feel it, but we can't. And we know. It's just, like, on and on. It's just a big, slow burn. I... I want everyone at home to know that I usually listen to Laura in my ears when you're talking. And now that you're sitting in front of me, I am delighted to find out the that there is so much shoulder <laughs> shimmying that happens. <laughs> oh, no. This is going to be so self-conscious. It's like I have a thing about swallowing pills where it's a very... Uh, um, I can't let anyone watch me do it because oh, okay. it's very active. Uh -huh. It's like a baby bird trying to get a worm down. <laughs> and I feel like me making points about these things is a similar it's, kind of spasms. Um, passionate. I just want to say that I think it's because I do so much shoulder uh, movement to support my language that I did not perceive you doing any shoulder movement at all. You just saw me as completely still. Yeah, that, that is how I perceived each other. Exactly. Jenny, Jenny was moving her shoulders in tandem, so both of <laughs> like you appeared opposite. still to each other. Totally. <laughs> We're moving, in the, it's like choreography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just on the same plane. <laughs> the old synchronized shoulder shimmy. Mm, yes. <laughs> oh, so, okay, so Angel... Whatever, Buffy's like, we do better apart. And then climbs the ladder into like a, a oh, beam of sunlight. And Angel's like, I really don't want you going after that thing alone. In direct conflict, may I say, with his later in the episode, very stupid mortal Ugh. attitude. We're going to get a super big patriarchy jingle when we get to that part. Mm. I mean, it's already here. All right, you want to go yes. for it Grounds, <laughs> sir, do you not want Buffy going after that thing alone? Yeah, agree. He's being very daddy, and I don't like it. It's not a good daddy, you know? I think I'm just confused on the breadth of, of well, there's daddy two daddies. It's a sexy daddy and a patriarchal daddy, and this is the patriarchal Can't daddy. Can't we come up with a different name for the what patriarchal dad? one? <laughs> what does zaddy mean? Ooh. Do I, not does, know. Does that mean something? I've I've had I've had uh, queers tweeted at me. Zaddy, 
Is it like the gender neutral form of I daddy? Because so, oh it, it was it was my. tweeted at me when I sense. posted a picture of myself in a floral suit. Is it suit. daddy with an X or a Z? Z A D D Y. It's got to be the gender well, neutral. There's also a Thai dollar sign song called Zaddy. The lyric, the opening lyrics are, uh, "She keeps calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. That little baby got a fatty." Wow. You're getting a poem at the end of this episode, <laughs> but apparently you're going to get one in, in the, the middle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A slang term for a really handsome guy who is very appealing and looks really fashionable. He has to have oh. swag and sex appeal and look sexy and attractive, according to Urban Dictionary. Do you think? I still think that. No, <gasps> oh, my God. Oh boy. The next one is when you want the D so much, you have to replace it with a Z. Oh, <laughs> I, don't even, I still don't understand. Whoa, whoa. I mean, I understand. Right, 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 right. I wanting think, the demons. I think that the queers <clears throat> out there did not look up anything in Urban Dictionary, and I think they wanted a gender neutral term for daddy. I don't I'm know. I'm sorry. I does the D have to be okay? Uh, uh, we don't Jenny, have to get into a Jenny, whole. Thing. Please never be sorry about reading slowly the lyrics <laughs> to a song called Zaddy. Uh, here to help. Here to help. Angel finds the demon first. Oh. The demon finds Angel first. No, oh, okay. <laughs> now that Buffy's out of the way, I think the demon instinctively knew that yeah. that lady's going to give me some trouble. I yes, can't wait for this yeah, yes. yeah. I just want Broody McBroodyson down here. Oh, yeah. And this guy, so the demon goes after Angel and he just puts his hand up. To defend himself. Have you ever seen him do that before? No, or I since? Not. And why would you ever? And then get Oh no, a sword. <laughs> Here's my bare palm. <laughs> and then of course, because his hand has been sliced, he is open to receive the blood. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm getting really Catholic over here, actually. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah. A the mystery of faith. <laughs> uh, he's open to receive the blood of the Mora demon. <laughs> I don't care for the way that this is being The said. Mora demon's blood enters his bloodstream they or whatever. They have a blood pact by accident. And then my note is blood mixes. Angel has an orgasm. and Jesus. then I mean, he does. Go back and watch it. He has at least a mm. tiny one, at least a little bit of an orgasm. I think this is a new idea for another sexual tension award. <laughs> it gave him an orgasm. Did Angel get an orgasm? Angel and reanimation. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's alive. And he, alive. we know because he goes, I'm alive. And, <laughs> and that was so good. We me. know for a few reasons. They wanted to make sure we knew. Oh, yeah. There's also a loud heartbeat. Yeah, up yeah. to 11 with that heartbeat. <laughs> And some stethoscopic <laughs> heartbeat. They go really hard on the heartbeat throughout the episode. Which okay, so can I can I tell a brief story about my first girlfriend uh, ever in life? Yes. So like you know, it's your like first love, and you're just like I've never felt this way before, which is kind of how these two are feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and she was in school at the time to be a physical therapist or something, so she was like in biology classes, and she had just learned that. The heartbeat, like on the, I don't know which one's the in and which one's the out, but it's systole, diastole. And like one of our very first conversations was like, this is the gayest 
shit I've ever talked about. In I, my I life. But like I would like listen to her heartbeat and she told me it was systole diastole. And so like that was like a thing that we would say to each other. Wait, was this Randy? Oh my, yeah, it was oh my God. God. But yeah, it was just a, a quite a gay romance thing for me. Do, do you know uh Andrea Gibson? You know, I've heard queer? I've heard of her, yeah. She she's a poet, queer slam poet, yeah. poet, and one of her poems, <gasps> she talks about how on a first date with a woman. She went oh, to boy. her house and the woman whipped out a stethoscope. And before they had their first kiss, she had Andrea put on the stethoscope so she could hear and put it on her own heart so she could hear what it sounded like in her heart when they had their first kiss. Whoa. That I, is the gayest shit I know. You just out-gayed you just, you just me by a land. Andrea Gibson outgayed. Well, no, Andrea Gibson's girlfriend. Yeah, if they stayed, if they even became they didn't, girlfriends. but she did. I, <laughs> she obviously, was like, it was memorable. Out of here. And she, Andrea, kind of left off with like the bit of advice that everyone should go purchase a stethoscope for that reason. Wow, yeah. I mean, you're really bringing a lot of elements there. There's like romance, but there's also like sexiness. Like you got a stethoscope on. There's just that's good in all angles. Yeah, it's just like feel how hot my biology is for you. Yeah. Right yeah. Yes. Wow. God, that is I, gay. I love that, like, the art. You can wow. tell there's, like, three queer women sitting around the table, though, because everybody was like, that is so gay. And then in the next <laughs> breath, we're like, but that's kind of great. Yeah. No, we're like, that is so gay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, mm. back into the office, I guess. Oh, Yeah, uh, did you do it with Buffy? Yeah, and Cordelia. <laughs> well, Cordelia. I'm back- only asking like for safety reasons. I have no personal, no skin in the game. Just wondering, did you do it with Buffy? Oh, did yeah. you do it? Terrified. I see it with Buffy. Did you ever say do it? Like, I mean, I did. Hell yeah. Okay. yeah. Because it was like major. What nobody, else are you gonna say? Nobody says it anymore. I also said, did you have do its? <gasps> wow. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna pick that up. Did you have? Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX, there's so many ways to watch movies these days, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets, you will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all you can watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Do it. Um, before, before Cordelia is afraid of Angel, she thinks Angel is dead. And I just want to bring this up because there's a pile of sawdust on the floor or dust I guess but it looks like sawdust and then she says to herself oh it's just the dust I forgot to sweep under the rug so (laughs) FYI also that is a lot of dust that is a substantial amount of dust to have accumulated in an office environment (laughs) Angel's doing his share leveling the desks setting the clocks (laughs) Cordelia could maybe I don't know she's mad though she doesn't think that her job should entail cleaning the office Doyle should clean I have to agree with Cordelia on this one. I don't think that Somebody should is... fucking clean. She's that's doing all. a lot. Whoever. She's making shitty coffee, going on dates. You know? Is it her that's making the shitty coffee? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we've also seen in previous episodes of Angel that there's a little bit of like a uh, gratitude crisis going on. Right. She doesn't really feel appreciated. Right. She doesn't feel fully appreciated or fully compensated. So mm. right, 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 it would right. make sense that she would phone it in a little bit with sure. these tasks. Sure, totally. Cut to Doyle <laughs> figuring out that Angel is human and walking over to him sexily and taking his, <laughs> speaking of taking his pulse and listening to heartbeats, oh, yeah. this is pretty sexy. I know that you guys are doing a close watch on the Doyle, Bye for Boreanaz relationship, mm-hmm. but um, this is really cranked up. Like, honestly, in my memory of this scene, Doyle takes Angel's hand in his palm and he, like, Mm-hmm. creeps up his hands, <laughs> like makes his, his two fingers into little legs and slowly creeps it up. He does! To where he feels his pulse. He, That's, I think, just facts. He, that's Basically. what happens. He does. I mean, he, he it, there's not a walk, but there is like his finger his like fingers are like trailing up yes. Angel's wrist. He doesn't just like put his fingers on his wrist. His fingers slide down Angel's palm to Angel's wrist. Wow. It's real sexy. Just saying. Just reading some braille. Um, and then Angel so, gets hungry. Right. And here's something I'd like to address in whatever detail we're comfortable with. Angel goes straight for Pop-Tarts, which, okay, so the last time Angel ate food and felt it was like 220 years ago. Mm-hmm. There was nothing even closely resembling a Pop-Tart available to True. him. Why? I mean, I know it's just there. It's like the closest thing, but like, I don't know. It's like shiny and iced. Wouldn't you go for it first, even if you didn't know what it was? It's like the whole deal, like the whole design of a Pop-Tart is that you want to eat it because it looks good. That's why people were eating Tide Pods, you know? Wait, were people actually eating Tide Pods? Jenny. I mean, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Anyway, he eats some Pop-Tarts, he eats some other stuff, just like whatever's around, yogurt. Yeah, he eats Pop-Tarts with abandon 
without abandon? What's the phrase? Uh, with reckless with, abandon. With abandon. Uh, apples, a sandwich that's just willy-nilly in the fridge. Yeah, whose leftover sandwich is that? And then... Chocolate. Yeah, and his giggle when he eats the <laughs> chocolate is to be remembered. Yeah. I will remember Angel giggling <laughs> <laughs> when he eats chocolate. Ah, yes. According to Wikipedia, the place with all the information, uh, cacao... Uh, dates back to 1000 BC or earlier. That's BC. That's uh, before Christ. Before, before Cordelia. Christ. Before Cordelia. Oh, hey! <laughs> the word chocolate entered the English language from Spanish in about 1600. So, in conclusion, I guess Angel maybe has had chocolate before. Although, don't you think like in Dublin, you know, 243, 263 years ago now, uh, chocolate would be, have been like a like a delicacy, like something not available to uh, yeah. drunken louts yeah. lazing about in the local tavern. Yeah, he probably never had an appreciation for chocolate before. And they probably didn't have milk chocolate. Yet. Definitely not, right? But yeah, what's the evolution of milk chocolate? <laughs> and maybe I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to look it up. I'm so sorry for looking anything up. Okay. Angel says to Cordelia, go tell her that I got the demon, but don't tell her that I'm human because I got to figure out if this is going to stick. Once again, right. sorry, but like, stop. Making I just yeah. decisions for her. I just, it's a little too many. It's like a few too many for me. Like, I understand it's like wiggly. He's trying to smooth out the roller coaster that is the two of them existing near each other and also. I understand, but he just going is on. very like, he always acts like he knows best. And like, I understand he's lived more life, but also like, she's the slayer. She's lived a lot of fucking life too. I just... We know what's way more important than what you're talking about. Angel yes. seeing his yes. hair for the first time. <laughs> He's like, this is what it's been doing when I've been doing whatever I've been doing to make it look this way. And then, spoiler for the rest of the series, he continues to do it. He elects to continue to do that to his hair after he's seen what it's doing oh, for the first time. I think he became a little Buy for Boreanaz yeah, for himself. He did. There was like the music. If there was a soundtrack to Buy for Boreanaz, it's the music that plays when Angel sees himself in the fucking window pane. It's like so he's like, oh, like truly. Did you guys see that um, interview with Cher that was posted? Yes. Where no. she says that she loves being Cher, but she's not so much a Cher fan. Yeah. I'm a Cher fan. I feel like that was a little bit of an angel here. <laughs> He's like, I kind of like being this handsome guy, but I also take issue with myself. Yeah. That is a lot Jenny didn't, for me to think about. Jenny didn't know that quote yet and clutched her heart when when hearing it. It's very, I, I did. I have a lot of room for Cher feeling that way. Yeah. It's very, hu it's very human. It's very mm -hmm. human of Cher. Cher's a person. Celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> So then we meet the powers that be. Uh, those are actually not the powers that be. Those are oracles. Uh, the oracles or the hot incest twins. Like some very strong Lannister vibes coming yeah. off. Hell of yes. Oh, I didn't think they were incesty. I thought that was a, a little twink. And I thought that she was just, I don't know. I just didn't see them hooking up together. I don't know. I, I feel they, like I feel like they shared a womb and now they share everything. Oh. Yeah. I'm there for that. 
I'm there. <laughs> there I mean, for I'm there for that reading, but also sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm just here for the reading. I'm not necessarily here for the activity, yeah. but also I didn't think about how it might horrify someone like Laura <laughs> uh, for me to just wing that out uh, speculatively. Oh, but Sorry, I love Laura. these two. I love these two. I forgot about yeah, them. Yeah, they're so great. Yeah, they're really fantastic. I don't know. I don't know the actors' names, but we'll look them up and find out. Love seeing uh, creatures that have no, that are just like wholly unconcerned with what we've got going on. Yeah. On this mortal coil. Yeah, they're just like silly human, I guess human in this case. Since I love how she's human. like, oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> I love how whimsical. <laughs> uh, so then like Angel gets thrown out after he finds <laughs> out that he is in fact mortal and this yeah, is real. Yeah, from his... Fealty, I have a bone that I wish to pick. Yes, please pick upon the bone. Angel's all like, oh, well, Angel flies out, and uh, apparently no time has elapsed where where Doyle is standing. Yes, Doyle. And he's like, oops, catches him. And he's like, oh yeah, you you just went in this very moment. Look at your watch, as though Angel had looked at his watch before he went in. <laughs> that was just so we could talk about the gift policy. <laughs> Annoying. Yeah, solid call. <laughs> and then he's basically like. Oh my God! What do you really like? What do you want? Yeah, he's like. So the question is, what do you want? Yeah, cute. Is it to go a to small the small Irishman? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 you guys! Oh, that poor reading is so sweet. Oh, but then his heart breaks moments later when Angel's like, You're "Angel's right. like, what I really want to do is kiss." Buffy in the motherfucking sunlight in front of the Santa Monica Pier after I walk out from this little walkway like, of trees. It's so dramatic. Also, I feel like what pressure on on David to walk. Like, they're like, okay, the camera's going to be on you for like a solid minute and you are walking in the sunlight for the first time. Go. Like, I would be like, ah. about to kiss the love of your yes. life <laughs> underneath the Santa Monica Pier. Well, on top of it. By it, side Whatever by it. he did, I ate it right up because yeah. I have now watched this episode several times and I get chills every yeah. single one. It's so good. In this scene. It's so yes. good. Yes. I have on all yes. caps, what an entrance. What a kiss. And then sexual tension award, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get there. Also, where is, you guys have talked about this, I think, on Angel on Top. Where is the office? Downtown LA. Cool. And when then Santa Monica, Santa Monica is a just lot. <laughs> yeah. a hop and a skim. <laughs> yeah. Catch you over there later. Well, yeah. maybe if you take the sewers, it's a lot quicker. No traffic in the sewers. Yeah, good, point, true. good point. You think he's got a little sewer like jet ski? Oh, I fucking hope so. <laughs> Listen, Scooby's listening who are Photoshop savvy. Please render us. Angel on the- <laughs> yeah. So we go back to the office. And a thing that I noticed the last time we watched this and noticed again is that they are growing plants in their water cooler at the office. <laughs> is that true? Oh. Yeah, there's just a full plant just sitting in the top of the water cooler using it. Like, it's like, do they use the water cooler and also the a, plant uses the get a water? good look at that. Yeah, it's That's interesting. Very interesting. So <clears throat> then some truths are told. Yeah, and Cordelia says groiny. Oh, Cordelia never needed to hear groiny. that. Nope. Love Un- you, Cordelia, but I could... Uh, take a pass on that Cordi- one. Uh, Doyle thinks that Cordelia is jealous. Right, of Buffy. Mm. Yeah, and it, I mean, the reading is not totally off. And then Cordelia is all like the forbidden love of all time, apart for months, tea and crackers, and then we cut to tea and crackers. Yep. Uh, Buffy and Angel just downstairs sipping tea. <laughs> Angel sort of does have a lot of... Yo. Yes. There is a, I don't know if you noticed, 
But if you're looking at Buffy and Angel sitting at the kitchen table, to the right, set into the wall is like a fucking Freddy Krueger style grate, like furnace grate. And there are, you don't see the flames, but you see like the flickering red glow of implied flames inside this just random fucking furnace what? grate in his kitchen. Oh my God. He was like, it doesn't come with a fireplace, but it <laughs> Yes, yes, he found a way <laughs> to have open flame. I did not see that. <laughs> but it sounds like basement dungeon apartment. Angel Firewatch is back yeah, with us yeah, in season yeah. four. Angel Immolation Watch, please. Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. That's right. Uh, and this scene is basically an escalation of the oof. verbal fo- foreplay. Yeah, oh, it's not yeah. like now maybe we. Could have sex, but like we shouldn't. Still. Wouldn't it be worth the wait to make sure? Yeah, let's just wait. Let's Why? just wait. Yeah. <laughs> not, I mean, let's just wait. fuck. And Buffy's kind of on the let's just fuck page. One hundred percent. I mean, she's like playing along, but she thinks she's. I think she thinks she's playing along because obviously they're gonna have sex. And then when it gets to the point where she's like, "This dude is oh, you're serious? serious? Like, <laughs> what kind of dude? What well, the fuck? This is, I think, a place where." Their age difference maybe shows a little bit. Oh God! The la- literally, I let think me their gender you, difference shows a little listen, bit. Listen, excuse me. <laughs> Wait, really? I think it's like the reverse. Because Buffy's like, let's fuck, let's fuck, let's fuck, and Angel's like, I think. We should wait. I just mean his, like, I know better than I know best. Oh, okay. But consider, Daddy knows best. consider, okay, consider <laughs> that. Consider, okay, what if you really like some kind of psychedelic drug, right? And you do it, and then try to get in the space where I can understand yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine it, but we'll Use do that. Use your drugs. imagination. <laughs> you love tripping face. Oh my but God, then- but you don't like <laughs> Laura's face. Laura is tripping face currently from you saying tripping face. Tripping face, Jennifer. <laughs> Could you just stay with me for a minute for the analogy? You love tripping face. Oh God. But the last time you tripped face, you killed a bunch of people, uh-huh. including and really, really hurt the people that you care most about. Sure. So, and then you're like, then you find out later. That you could potentially, you've been altered and your your biological makeup could accept the psychedelics without uh, adverse consequences. Sure. Wouldn't you, don't you think it would be worthwhile to, is this a bad analogy? No, it's great. No, it's, it's great. great. It's very good. I, I, I agree with what I understand. The last yeah. time they boned, he killed a bunch of people. I under, I am 100% on board for him being uh, cautious. Yes. Yes, but yeah. luckily, Buffy lays <laughs> but then, one finger on one his hand. finger, and oh, then it's just boosh. And then you know what it is that I didn't realize, and now this is like the fourth time I've watched this episode, like in sequence, and this is like a replay. They're redoing graduation day. <gasps> with the fridge? With the, with the, well, the table, like when, oh. when he's um, drinking her in graduation day, there's, remember all those copper oh. plates and bowls oh, and, and yeah. they like oh. toss them all off the table and they do the same thing here, which it took me a minute Here's to realize. the thing. As a dude who has recently remembered that uh, the <laughs> value. Like you were talking about yourself. You were like, as <laughs> yeah. a dude? And I was like, okay. <laughs> all right, sure, sure. <laughs> As a dude who has recently reacquainted himself with the uh, excitement and value of food, I think <laughs> that it is problematic. Oh, please. It was like four apples. No, Wait, it's like a whole... Your sentence. It's a whole table full of shit oh. that he's like, let me 
throw all of this shit across the floor. There's Sounds two. like somebody who's never thrown anybody There's, across a table with food. You know what I mean? There are at least two beds. It's not a huge apartment. There's a bed like in the room next to also, the kitchen. That was it's boiling water. It was it's tea. the throes of passion. Oh That's the God! Whole point. You don't think about the food. You're just thinking about the passion. To be fair, that type of scene where like now we're against the fridge, now we're on the table. Like I definitely when I I think I had seen enough scenes like that in adolescence that when I started actually having sex, I'm yeah, like, wow, there's a whole lot less slamming. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just not like so doing it right. Hot enough. So much <laughs> less wasted food when you're actually having sex. Um, so then they do move, and I'm sure that he. You can take this out, but I'm sure he gets to taste some other new flavors. <laughs> wow. 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 Not to steal your line, Jenny, but Jenny's speechless. So I'm just going to give voice to uh, Jenny. Lewis. That's Rosa. where I thought you were going with right. the, like, you're so into food and t- taste now that why didn't he start with solid point? I thought you said salad point. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Wow. So, I mean, we're not going to stop because it only gets sexier. <laughs> now we're in the bedroom with ice cream. Well, first Angel he, in the first bedroom he with ice cream. scurries across the apartment uh, past conveniently placed things that are at exactly dick height. Wow. He's, he's <laughs> naked at the fridge. <laughs> then he scuttles. Uh, past some, I don't know, banisters or something that just happened to conveniently uh, cover his modesty or whatever the... Uh-huh. Sure. Oh. Um, but then we see the thighest thigh. And here's the thing. he, mu- he It's clear that he's been human because he has a bruise on his thigh. Right. And on his face. Guys, I, I think he just happened to have a bruise. I don't think that was, I don't think they did that on purpose. Just like Sarah Michelle Gellar happened to have a finger injury because she had a Band-Aid on the whole episode. Uh, Ah, maybe they were wounded in the same Maybe they were wounded filming that sex scene. Jesus. Yeah, that's probably where you got a bruise. It probably slammed. (laughs) She probably got singed on the fucking boiling water on the shattered tea kettle. Um, so let's just all take a moment of silence for Buffy licking ice cream off of the pecs of Angel. Uh, again, um, that wasn't silence, but we'll take it, Jenny. <laughs> That's Jenny's, Jenny's form of silence. silence. <laughs> uh, can I get a E minor? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Cordelia and Doyle are at the fucking bar. Doyle has a vision. The demon's not dead. Of course, the demon's not dead because nothing can ever be wait, good. Wait, wait, wait. In First, <laughs> Cordelia is like Angeles. really pissed about her Im- impending unemployment, and she says, "I'm good for exactly two things: international superstardom, or helping a vampire with a soul rid the world of evil." Yeah. I feel like that was worth mentioning. Oh, that is all. Do you want to give her a jingle? Do it. Then Buffy's listening to Angel. Oh, sorry. The vision. Yeah. Doyle has a vision. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Something bad is coming. Whatever. Whatever. Back to the bed. Back to bed. <laughs> Systole, diastole. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Except the way that Buffy says it is thump, thump. Thump, yeah. thump. That's L- the way layman's I, terms. That's the way I would have said it too. 
This is the first time I've ever felt like a normal girl falling asleep in the arms of her normal boyfriend. Mm. She says, one beam of sunlight cast upon her slayer face. Also, for the for anyone who's seen the episode before ever, it's really ragged for the, to take in the dialogue that comes right before that, which is, I want to stay awake so this day can keep happening. And Angel's like, sleep will make another I just one got, like it tomorrow. I just got full body chills. Mm. And I have seen it so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still happens to me. Okay. <gasps> So then Angel cues up the second patriarchy jingle of the episode. The patriarchy! <laughs> this is not just, this is just stupid. It really is just, well, I mean, yeah, as is the patriarchy, but I agree. It's really, really fucking stupid. And it's so stupid. It's so there's just like no, there's no justification for it. Doyle is in the right. Angel is very, very, very stupid. Also, while they're talking, you guys, I don't know if you noticed this, but while they're talking in front of the doorway that leads into the kitchen, you can see the kitchen table has been completely overturned. Oh. It's on its shit. side. Wow. Yeah, that's right. They fucked that table onto its side. Fucked that table right to the wow. side. Okay. Um, so well, one thing I, I do want to say for Angel, there's a line that I like where, um, he says not for the world. Would he wake her up? Which just, I know it's stupid, but it was nice. I, I do think it's interesting that this is what happens when he becomes a mortal man, because I do think a lot of what goes into mm. misogynistic patriarchal views is in some ways an intimidation of the full scope of the power of women and femininity should it run wild mm -hmm. and like a fear of that. And it's almost like when Angel was a vampire, he was more like respectful of Buffy as an equal. And now yeah. he's like, that is too much for you to be this amazing. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, you can't fight all of my demons. I have to be able to take charge. No dude, she's a chosen one. Let her fight. So, Cordelia is selling all of the furniture in the office. Love it, including that Byzantine axe. Yeah. Well, she's going to make her own retirement fund. What does she sure, call it? Sure. Uh, severance, severance. Severance package. Right. Uh, and then Buffy and uh, Cordelia get into like a classic Buffy and Cordelia. <laughs> like, haven't you ever thought about how this might affect me? And Buffy's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like ladies every, everyone's regressing all at once yeah yeah it's true well they haven't seen each other <laughs> um but but cordelia has a really important line in this scene where she says you can't have everything you can't have angel and save the world dark mm. which is like that's the core of the whole episode that tr it's true like she this so i just watched a little series called killing eve have you seen killing eve oh i ate it right up. Me too. Jenny hasn't seen it yet, so no spoilers oh. for Jenny, but she's about to find her destiny. I'm so excited for you. I mean, you're going to lose your mind. But something that I don't think is spoilery about it is that like in their in their chosen profession, it's basically like they kind of can't have both. Like you can't you can't do this crazy thing in life and also be expected to maintain a family and love and relationship. And that's kind of where Buffy's at. Like can she will she ever be able to have love? Like real just like familial love probably not we'll see got three more seasons but it is and it especially applies to she and angel yeah because they both kind of have their destiny two branches of destiny in a parallel direction totally mm -hmm. totally mm -hmm. 
<sighs> so back down into the bellows of something? Well, uh, Doyle and Angel have, of course, tracked the Mora Demon to, like, a salt factory or whatever the salt factory, <laughs> whatever that is, because the Mora Demon conveniently needs large quantities of salt to live. Right. And um, Angel's just getting his ass handed to him, but thankfully Cord uh, Cordelia spilled the beans to Buffy about, like, where Angel was, and then she shows up and saves him. And this is also, this reminded me a little bit, I know there's just like these classic Angel Buffy scenes, right? Becoming, graduation day, whatever. And like Buffy with the sword specifically with Angel reminds me of Becoming. Oh, Because yeah. there's like, you know what? She only fights with a sword like a couple times. It's not her weapon of choice. Yeah. And she only says, you hurt my boyfriend once. Exactly. And it's now. <laughs> and it's right now. Which is amazing that that's how we establish that they're boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Like it well, wasn't even a question. She also in, when she's laying in oh, bed, right. she says like a the arms of a man of, uh, of my boyfriend, of boyfriend my oh, normal boyfriend normal boyfriend gotcha. yeah okay. right yeah. And, and and nobody but also like that was just like a, it was so that's just, like, super sad. cute that she's like looking for opportunities <laughs> to be like my boyfriend my boyfriend it's my like, boyfriend like what i've heard of people who get married and then like you overuse the terminology of wife and husband or wife and yeah. wife or whatever right mm -hmm, after mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like yeah, what's up, wife? <laughs> oh, God. Um, the Mora Demon has uh, a very important line. I'd like to play the sound clip so we can actually hear the Mora Demon speak. Together you are powerful. Alone you are dead. Just saying, he's, they're together when he says that. Yeah. <laughs> they're together right then. Well, but he means together as... You're, as warriors, warriors. co-warriors, exactly. Oh, he co doesn't mean warriors. as people. Co co Fine. Wow, there's a lot of similarities between the Mora Demon and Cordelia in this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're on the like, same page. A really missed opportunity that they didn't get a meet cute. Yeah. <laughs> Very like similar sensibilities and like hmm. view of the world. Yeah, Plus, I'm sure she'd love that jewel on his forehead. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> uh, so then uh, Angel's like the million eyes. I get it. It's the jewel. Hit the jewel. Uh, then Buffy winds back with her mace, and then she strikes that gem, and it goes clink. <laughs> a pretty silly sound. And then the demon uh, is perishes. Perishes. Uh, I want to say before we move out of the fight scene that I thought this was a fucking killer fight scene. Like, the moves that Buffy has with the Mora demon when they're fighting, there's, like, a move where she steps on his, like, nunchuck. It's not a nunchuck. What do you call that, like... Chain ball on a chain, but not a mace. Oh, is that what it's called? I yes, think so, yeah. That she steps on that and like punches. This is good shit. Good moves for Buffy and Sophia Crawford all around. Good work, everybody. Do you feel like the transitions are extra harsh this episode? Like they're showing off for Buffy or something? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like really, really intense, super aggressive. More well, so than maybe I'm... they feel really aggressive because this episode has the most emotional content of any. Oh, Angel that's episode true. Up to this point, that's true. Maybe. Well, should we go back to the Oracle with the dynasty, Qing dynasty, Wait, can we first 1811 Vols? Immediately post-fight, Angel's like <laughs> crumpled on the ground, yeah. like in Buffy's lap, breathing. You know, it's like we're meant to be like, oh, mortal Angel is like really busted up. But he breathes that heavily, like pretty much all the time, yeah. whenever anything uh, upsetting, right. sad painful, disturbing, like anything happens. And he's like, <gasps> it's a good thing he's been practicing breathing this whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he'd have the skill for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So back to the oracles. Angel had the decency to bring a, a vase. Yeah, very time. nice vase. Qing dynasty. 
He's like, I'm. I brought this Pottery Barn vase <laughs> for you. Uh, we learn Buffy will die, says the Oracle. I just feel like this could all be a little more definitive, and I, we would all feel better about it, and Buffy would feel better about like everybody could feel better. I agree. Like all she says is Buffy will die. She doesn't. Say she says sooner than most. She says oh, what happens to all mortals sooner than most, right? But it's like we know this. sooner than most could be forty-five, right? Exactly. And slayers die young. That's just the that's just the way it goes. Anyway, Angel's like, take my life, and then the lady oracle Woo! is like, like he is Ooh. not a lower being. Yes, right. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. I think we might need to add them into the running. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I wrote, Lady Power has a big crush on Angel. She's like Lady Whoa. Power. I love that you That's her name for Lady Power. Lady Power <laughs> and Twink Power. Uh, and this is when uh, the writers in the room decided they would slay us all. Mm. because um, they're going to take back the 24 hours. And not only are they going to take back the 24 hours, but Angel alone will carry the memory of this day. And Lady Power is like, can you carry that burden? And Angel's like, bitch, I was born to carry this burden. (laughs) Bitch, have you seen these forehead creases? (laughs) I've been brooding since before you were born. He's like, hold my beer, and then takes out Buffy (laughs) seasons one through three. So it happens. It is done. It's terrible. And in a real twist of the fucking knife, there's like four minutes by the time he gets back to the apartment. Particularly, right? It's like there's no time. And here's the big question I have. And I I screamed it during the Angel Watch, and I will scream it every time I watch the fucking episode. Why the fuck does he tell her? Why does he tell her? Like when she had to kill him at the end of season two. Yeah. She had the decency to be like, close your eyes yeah, and then give kiss us a him kiss. Then... <laughs> yes. Why not just? Why not just make out? Until... Make out until poof, she's back in the fight. Why? Well, you know what, Kristen? I feel like I hear you, but also I feel like he's doing the reverse of what you've criticized him for doing. True. Oh, come on. True. Like, I'm going to give you the information, although he still but did. He this is decision. the moment no. you choose. No, he made the decision. <laughs> already that's not what i was asking for i was asking for mutual communication to come to a decision together now i made this decision you won't even remember it in 14 seconds what? but let me tell you that your heart is about to fall out of your body also i just want to say that kristen adapted some shoulder shimmies for that point <laughs> yeah i earlier when i called out your shoulder shimmies i was like really seeing my like i was like seeing you because it's i get very animated myself also, like, if the powers that be can fold it, or if if the oracles can fold it for one day, couldn't they have folded it for two days or a week? Or come on, guys, I it's mean, like, give I just... him something. Although I guess dragging it out is just gonna make it worse. Yeah, there's there was no. I mean, it it, it was good that they only had a few minutes. It's just a, like to me, I will never. I mean, it was great television, made for great television. One but... of the most painful scenes I've ever watched of anything. Oh. It's horrible. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar deserves a jingle of her own for this acting. Her crying. This is like Willow level crying, I think, that she delivers here. Jenny, where are you? I'm just thinking about Sarah Michelle Gellar crying and how she's really good at it. We haven't even seen her best crying work yet. And furthermore... Uh, my crying work for this episode has been peak. I have watched it three times in the last week and I have cried every time. Oh, it's very, 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 very sad. 
There's really no other way to put it. And given that there's a Titanic reference, she kind of gets her own never let go Jack. Mm, like, really is. Because she gets, there's not enough time and... I'll, I'll never, never forget. forget. I'll, never forget. Forget. I'll never forget. And she will forget. She does forget. I want to say, too, that, like, I have issue with Angel, like, making a lot of decisions. But in this particular case, he does say to her, I, I didn't tell you because I knew if I told you, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I have space for that because, like, that's something that I, <sighs> right? Like, um, he knew that if, if if she had been crying like that and they had been connecting like that before he had gone to see the fucking Oracle, he would have never gone to see the Oracle. And then the world would have ended. So, like, like points would the world that. have ended? I mean, the world's just going to end, you know? I mean, I feel like YOLO and <laughs> we're all going to die and... But maybe few of fewer of us yeah. will die if they're looking forward and not inward. You and this I mean? is a and this is a true like this is the true arc of both Angel and Buffy, which is that they sacrifice themselves for the good of mankind. You and know? it's consistent with when Angel destroyed the Ring of Amara. Wait, it was Ring of Amara. Yeah, when yeah. Angel destroyed the Ring of Amara, making the choice to be amidst the creatures of the night who (laughs) so that he could protect more people you know he's had he's had opportunities before that he's rejected to be more normal yeah but this it's toughy it's real sad and then there's there's this like five seconds left (gasps) that ticking clock and then snap we're back to the beginning where we started and Angel remembers. And you can see there's like a moment where I feel like he's because like so it switches back and he says he couldn't have done it if he knew like that he wouldn't be able to. But the fact of the matter is he knows how to turn himself into a human now. He just needs to cut open his palm, cut open a Mora demon. Do and a little blood pack. Do a little blood pack. Right. And so like he's standing there in the room. He knows it's all gone. He could just turn human right then. And I feel like there's a moment when he like w- like wants to tell Buffy like something, anything, just like a little thing, and he doesn't. <sighs> and um, then the Mora demon comes in, and he's like, "Blam!" And the Mora demon, oh, I just want to like give a moment to the Mora demon, who's like, "What the fuck? Like, <laughs> how'd you know?" Yeah, <laughs> Mora yeah. demon also did not uh, remember anything right, from right. the temporal. Right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we like take a moment from our sadness and talk about sexual tension? Yeah, I guess. Well, another episode of television, another four top contenders for sexual tension. Here we are again. And just like Pangs, uh, thematically, <laughs> there is one person who made it into every possible pairing. They will definitely be receiving a trophy. No matter what the outcome. Yeah, get that L.A. postage stamp ready. (laughs) (laughs) We've got, uh, obviously, we've got Angel and Buffy. Look at all that you can cut it with a knife. Food comes off a table, you get nominated. That's the math. That is the math. Uh, We've also got, you know, Angel and Doyle. They share some moments. Tell me all your thoughts on Doyle, Angel. Creepy, (laughs) creepy little pulse check. (laughs) I don't mean it's creepy. I meant like a creeping, a creeping little mm, pulse yes, check, a yes. sweet creep. Then we've got, uh, you know, 
he is not a lower being. Mm. We've got Lady Power, an angel. Lady Power, yeah. They've got some potential. She's like immortal and timeless or whatever. They could make it work. Yeah, I bet you Angel could sleep with Lady Demon or Lady Power and not lose his soul, right? Probably. He'd probably have like the equal and opposite reaction. He'd get another soul. Yeah. <laughs> bonus soul. <A> bonus soul. <laughs> uh, and. I think the intuitive winner, um, although our Twitter poll will tell us who the real winner is, but I, I think my vote is with uh, Angel and Food. Mm. Angel and Food long separated, separated for two centuries, <laughs> briefly yet blissfully reunited. So beautiful. Wow. Uh, please participate in this beautiful democracy by voting uh, via our Twitter poll. We are at BufferingCast, and that will be up imminently. Yeah. Got to give an honorable mention to peanut butter and chocolate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not to mention ice cream and Angel's pecs. Oh, God. There's a lot. There's a lot of tension. It's. I mean, it's I Will Remember You. So, well, do we well, have anything else, folks? <laughs> just heavy sighs. Just a broken heart. Yeah, yeah. Just some heavy mourning to do. broken heart. Oh, we made it through, though. And you know what? Because this episode is so so heavy, we figured we'd give you not one, but two podcasts to listen to because you not only get a buffering episode today, but just like in the universe of Buffy and Angel when this aired, you get two episodes on one day. So if you're listening to this first, you can just mosey on over and listen to Jenny, guest with Brittany and Laura, on their episode of I Will Remember You. Yeah, just scoot over to the Angel on Top feed and <laughs> I will talk a whole bunch more. And shriek and cry and mourn and gnash my teeth. Great. We're really encouraging masochism here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much. I hope that everybody who's listening to the podcast gets to the end of the podcast today and then it like switches to the radio and it's like. Spent 24 hours, I need more hours with you. You know, just Hell for yeah. like a little <laughs> spooky synchronicity. Yes. <laughs> All right. Laura Zach, we are blessed and privileged to have you here with us on this amazing day. What a life, what a time to be upon this earth with you discussing these things. Please tell the good people listening to us uh, the many places upon the internet where they can find uh, every nook and cranny of your digital life. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, well, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. Just look up Laura Zach. You'll find me pop up there. Um, I also have, as you know, a podcast with two podcasts with Brittany Ashley, Angel on Top, also Sicker Sadder World, which we just wrapped up, but still exists forever, which was a rewatch podcast of every episode of Daria. Um, and also I'm a writer. Uh, I wrote for 12 Forever, which is coming out on Netflix next year and other projects to be announced <laughs> yeah and obviously you can follow angel uh on At top angel on top cast across the medias across the medias what about you me oh my gosh i am of course jenny owen youngs and when i'm not watching buffy or angel i uh write songs and record them and you can learn more about me uh and those songs at jennyowenyoungs.com slash buffering and you can always give me a shout on Twitter at Jenny Owen Youngs. Yes, and I am Kristen Russo, and you can find all things about me at kristinnoline.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. Uh, it's been a minute since you've heard the jingle that Jenny made for me, so let's play it now. 
Kristen with an I, N-O-E-L-I-N-E. Yes, you can use that jingle to find all the work that I do with LGBTQ communities. You can check out my work at everyoneisgay.com and mykidisgay.com. And of course, you can use that Kristen Nolene spelling to find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BufferingCast. And you can always drop us an email at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. Yes, and if you want to support us, please do. We love support. You can go on over to iTunes and rate and review us. That helps everybody find the podcast. You can do the same for Angel on Top so that people can find Buffy and Angel and just spend all their days with us (laughs) and with the 90s, which is really where we all want to be. Two parallel podcast feeds, (laughs) never to intersect. (laughs) Oh, God, the pain. (laughs) Uh, You can also support us by going on over to our store and buying some of our merchandise. Uh, It's it's October by now, so we probably have tons of fun new stuff in there. (laughs) Who Who can say? (laughs) But you can find that on our website, bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just click on Shop. And of course, you can join us on Patreon. That link is also on our website. We have four levels of giving. At the dollar level, you get really fun stuff like being a part of the secret Facebook group. Up at the $25 level, you get some exclusive merchandise, the first round of which just went out. Uh, It's a really fun time. It's a really cool community over there. So join us if you will. And um, Jenny, before you say until next time, let's just get excited about what's going to happen with these two episodes of the podcast. With um, some some music that perhaps we've been working on. Mm, wait, should we talk about it? Yeah, I'm sure we yeah, talked about it in the in the intro. Oh yeah, but... of course we did. Way back then, <laughs> way in back the intro. then. But, God, who can but just like let's remember. let's get them ready for for what perspective are they going to hear and what does that mean? Why are we talking about whose perspective? Uh, well, that's because uh, we have elected to create not one but two songs, uh, two sides of the same coin. Uh, one song from Buffy's perspective and one song from Angel's perspective. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this episode, of course, is buffering. So you'll get Buffy's perspective as usual. And if you are headed on over to Angel on Top, you will at the end of their episode hear the song from Angel's perspective. And we are going to do a limited run of seven inch vinyl that is split and that has one song on each side. So now I have chills. Yeah. And if you thought that wasn't enough, there's also a fucking poem from Buffy's perspective in our episode because over in Angel on Topland, that's what they do. They write poetry from Angel's perspective. So you get two songs, two poems, a limited edition vinyl. You know, we can make a lemonade from any old soulful <laughs> vampire sad <laughs> love story. <gasps> yep. <gasps> Just doling out the blessings. (laughs) And till next time. Uh, uh, Hi, everyone. This is Brittany Ashley, co-host of Angel on Top, here to bring you a poem written by me and Laura from the perspective of Buffy, because this is the most ambitious crossover event of the century. Stay tuned at the end of this poem for your regularly scheduled buffering song installment. I will remember you. An impulsive trip to the city of Angel to tell off my stock-friendly ex. Still pissed he came to Sunnydale. Our once love still has its effects. But we have to stick to the plan. Keep our distance. Reduce torment. 
Hopefully, given enough time, we should be able to forget. Some rude dude interrupts our ado. A demon fight will never refuse. And so we take to the sewers. I'm totally having deja vu. Patrolling the pier is a bust. When in walks a mirage of my lust. Could it be that this face I most love is uninjured by sunshine above? I don't mean to move too fast, but self-restraint owns our past. From first heartbeat straight into his bedsheets, among my needs, caution is last. From climax to talking on pillows, eating peanut butter off of his pecs. Is this what a normal girl feels like when her boyfriend keeps his soul after sex? But just when I let down my guard, the truth hits us both hard. It seems neither of us will survive the decision to keep him alive. He's made the choice for us both to cut short our era sublime. Seconds remain and I'm aching. I won't forget, it's just not enough time. But we have to stick to the plan. Keep our distance, reduce torment. Hopefully, given enough time, we should be able to forget. In my wildest dreams I No way we can 
We are the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are sans knowledge. I'm Yen, a reader, writer, liver, and breather of comic books. And I'm Nat, and I know absolutely nothing about comics, which makes both of us authorities in our respective fields. Exactly. Hey, wait. On Comic Sans, I make Nat read some of my favorite comics, including Sandman Saga and Lore Olympus. And Yen tells me what makes that comic special. Then I hear what Nat thinks, and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism. While I actively try to give him one. Listen to Comic Sans on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can already binge our first season, and we just released a special bonus episode on Across the Spider Verse. Hey, Nat. Before we go, I'll give you fifty bucks if you can tell me what Comic Con is. Is it related to Chili Con Carn? Do you mean chili con carne? Maybe we should be chili sands. 